what's up everybody it's jay danae from danae productions i'm here with lanisha b <laughs> of course you know that's my mother and today we have some more new and interesting and detailed content for you sorry we've been away for a while it's been family time and crunch time because number one we just passed christmas getting ready for new year and we're getting ready to go to england for my graduation so we've been very busy yes Yay. celebration time but of course we have to stop take a moment breathe and remember what we're here for you guys bless you we're here for you guys so today we're going to talk about motherhood but not just any old kind of motherhood the kind of motherhood you have to navigate through when you're a young woman when you're just making it into adulthood my mother had me when she was 19 years old so she was low-key still a youngin that's what age I was when I was still in college. I was still pretty much learning life. So, of course, she was still learning life and then having to sustain me, make sure I'm okay, make sure I stay alive, make sure I'm nurtured and nourished and all these things. So we're going to talk to her about that. And hopefully through our conversation, you all will learn something very essential. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So... I want to know, just to jumpstart it all, for the first year of being a mother, upon the first year of being a mother, what did you learn or experience that you did not expect? It kind of like shocked you, like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Um, well, I think it basically included, I mean, just from when I brought you home, it was... It was so new because you it's not like you slept all night you know newborns don't sleep all night that was my initial shocker like wow um i'm not gonna get any sleep <laughs> but other than that i think it was more because i had to learn um how to plan around you and I know sometimes people don't, you know, they don't really think about that when they are uh, partaking in premarital sexual activities. They don't think about all of the things that come with it. So I didn't think about how much time it would take away um, from, you know, what I wanted to do. You know, um, and then having to provide, you know, I had a job that pretty much just took care of me. So then I had to let the job go um, because of some issues I was having in pregnancy. And so I had to kind of lean on um what was what was that called you know they call it public aid but I, I leaned on that for a little while um until I got a, another job after you were born and so 
Um, just being able to learn that, hey, this money you're making is not just for you. The decisions that you're making are not just for you. Um, you're going to have to make decisions around this child's life for the rest of her life. Um, and so that shook me up really well um, to kind of get myself together. Because as I said before in our last episode, I was kind of living my life um, kind of foolishly. And so it helped me to become a bit more sober. So when did, at any point, did it become a bit overwhelming? Of course it did. Um, Because you don't just grow up. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, it's like it takes some sort of trial and error, I believe, to kind of teach you um, what your next step should be. And then, even then, after you make a step and you find out it's wrong, hey, like I said, trial and error, you got to figure it out. Um, So that was pretty much um, around the financial part of it. Um, Because, you know, I I was working at McDonald's, so it's not like that was, you know, a big money-making career, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... It was very frustrating at some times, at certain times, because um, there would be stuff you needed, like shoes and, you know, just clothes. And you were growing so quickly. And I'm just like, really? You can't fit these shoes anymore? Like, what is this about? Um, But I think because I had the help of um, my grandmother, uh, your great grandmother. Um, it just, it kind of, it, it helped me um, to, to to ease some of the frustration because even in moments where I got off work, because she kept you when I got out, you know, off work. So when I got home from work and then still having to be a mother, you know, motherhood didn't go away just because I had to work motherhood didn't go away once I got home and you know it's like people when they have your child all day they want you to get your child you know so you don't come in the house like ah, I'm going to go to, go on to bed and get in the tub whatever it was just like all right here go mommy Hi. and that was it you know so um so those were the frustrating moments um even just being I said I was a single mom even though your father was around we weren't married you know so that was a a whole another horse of another color but Mm -hmm. um um, so those were some frustrating moments um other frustrating moments were when um just the different uh, parenting styles you know, and different, um, slightly different, um, values. Um, you know, especially I grew up, 
you know, in a certain Christian lifestyle and your father grew up another way, you know, um, even just dietary restrictions. I wanted you to eat a certain way. And then when you got to your grandmother's house or your father's house, you were allowed to eat another way, you know, so it was just a lot of, it was like clashing going on with that. Um, as far as how to raise you and how I wanted you to eat and how I wanted you to dress and all that kind of stuff. So those can be frustrating, um, especially with an immature mind. You know, it's like I wanted what I wanted for you. Um, and having to share the decision making in regards to you. You know, I felt like you was my baby. Like what y'all got to say? <laughs> um, but <laughs> those are some big factors. Like, you know, you those aren't things you really think about when you're living haphazardly um, and you're making uh, foolish decisions. And, and then your immature mind is having, is you having premarital sex and then you have a child. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you're still processing your own life. And now you got to try to tap into some form of wisdom to raise your your own child. So, right. Do you think that when you were experiencing frustration, that at any point you might have taken it out on me? Um, or it might have put a strain on our relationship? I believe so. Once you got older, well, I know at some time, um, at certain points when you were younger, um, I think we touched on this, you know, you were very sensitive and you would cry about certain things. And if I was having a bad day, I didn't know how to interpret that. It would just be like, you know, if I was frustrated, you know, I generalized. It would just be like, I'm frustrated and everything in here is frustrating me. Everything in this house. I just want everything to be quiet. Nothing. I don't want anything to talk to me. You know, it's just like you can't go into that space when you have a young child, you know. Um, and then once you got a little bit older, you know, seven and eight. And I can remember times because at that point I had started, was I out of school by then when you were mm -hmm. seven or eight? Yeah. So I was working night shift, you know, and then I had to try to figure out a way to... When I got off work to come get you and take you to school, you know, and you, we lived kind of far from where I worked. So, you know, it was just days where I was just exhausted, you know, and I, it would just be like, please go sit down. Please stop talking to me. You know, I just, I didn't know how to handle 
the frustrations of my career um, and motherhood. You know, on top of that, it was other stuff. We were, you know, going to church and trying to maintain a social life. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Trying to be a, a good friend and family member and you know, it was just a lot of things surrounding the motherhood that I didn't really know how to juggle mm-hmm. in a healthy way. So, some days it was a disaster, you know. Um, even as, you know, with dinner or something, you know, it'd be like, look, we just going to grab some McDonald's. Like, I wouldn't even want to cook, you know. So, and then some days it, it was, it felt really lonely because um, I felt like, you know, even though you may have some kind of help, you just really don't feel helped. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, as much as, you know, as much, you know, help as I did have at certain points, um, I just still didn't feel helped. And I really feel like it was just because I was buried in... Um, just my own issues, you know, I was buried in my own trauma. I was buried in my own, um, insecurities and, and distraction and dysfunction. Um, and still trying to be a mother, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, I, I wasn't handling that well a lot of times. Did you ever feel judged by the way you mothered me or the way you handled certain things? I can't say. Well, initially I felt judged for being a mother. Like, you know, at that age, and I mentioned before, like, we, you know, growing up in the environment we grew up in, I was pretty religious, and so I felt judged in that manner, like, oh, she has a child out of wedlock, you know, she, you know, something must be wrong with her, we gotta keep our eye on her, cause she gonna come mess around and have another child, you know, it, people would do that a lot of times to young ladies who had children, um, you know, at young ages, and then they would just, you know, think that that's going to be your life for the rest of your life. You know, you're going to keep having kids, or now you've ruined your life. You know, you might as well put your all into church, or, you know, and just kind of put you in this box uh, and stereotype you. Um, But I think that um, after a while, you start to build up a wall, I would say. And that's probably why I stopped paying attention if anybody had judged me. 
Mm -hmm. I put up a wall like, okay, well, whatever, this is my child, <laughs> you know. So you can, you know, keep your judgment or your little remarks or whatever to yourself, you know. Um, so, you know, mostly early on, I had, you know, feelings that people were judging me, but if I had even experienced it after that, I I wouldn't even know. Okay. I remember at some point when one of our conversations, you mentioned that you were extremely angry for a while when you became a mother. Mm. He was found on that. I just felt like I was in it alone. Okay. Like, I'm the one pregnant. I have to carry the child. You know, nobody has to do this but me. You know, and it was, it was selfish, you know, in a sense, because it's like, yeah, because you're a woman and women carry babies. Like, that's kind of, you know, a little bit ignorant, a little bit, but mm -hmm. I think um, it was just like, I think I felt in a way kind of robbed. So I had judged myself. So I guess that's another sense, way of judgment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I judged myself and so I almost felt like, man, you messed up. So I was angry at myself, not so much at you, but I was angry at myself. And then I had some anger towards your father, like, like it was always fault of something. <laughs> 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 so it was just like, oh, like, and how how you gonna come out of this? You know, like, what well, what are you gonna do to? to recover from this you know um so i didn't see beyond those moments um those years and you know i tried to see um beyond that for a while but i couldn't because um the life i had dreamed in my head this wasn't it exactly this was not it and I was just like wow you know I I, I didn't know what, what it was going to be after that you know because once we missed my dream <laughs> that my idea um, of life in my head it was just kind of like you know at this point we were winging it yeah. So when do you think you finally grasped how to navigate through your life? Like, um, what age? Like, how to make better decisions? When did you learn from certain past mistakes you might have made, like, financially or emotionally or things like that? Like, when did things shift for you, for real? Um, so... <laughs> It really did. It took a very long time because, like I said, I had, you know, this idea in my head. So once I graduated 
from nursing school. And then I started making a considerable amount of money. Like I was making more than McDonald's money was giving me. Right. I had to quit McDonald's for those last few months of school so I could survive. Because it was just that hard. So, uh, and then it was even at that point where grandma, remember she got sick? Yeah. And so, in my mind, I was even willing to drop out of school to take care of her. You know, it was those last few months where she got sick. I still had to go up to school to study, you know, and I still had to go up to the school to like answer questions because, you know, we, you know, we had to be there and kind of volunteer and, you know, get points so we can pass. You know, we had to come up there and answer extra questions so we can pass the classes. So I'm spending extra time in the computer lab trying to get stuff done, worrying about grandmother, worrying about you, not having no money, you know, and trying to think about future at that point. So it started to shift. I started to see the future once I was in school. And then once I got out of school, the money got better. And so I started trying to shift to, um, you know, manage my money. Um, but when you have been in survival mode, you know, trying to rub two pennies together, and, and turn them mm. into $50. Mm -hmm. um, then you get you get the better money. Okay. And then you start going. You don't spend that well. You, you go. You get in survival mode again. Because now you got more money. It's like okay. Well what can I do with the last $5? So we can be okay. And it's like you don't have to spend it because it's there. Right. You know. But that's what I had become accustomed to. I had to spend it because now I'm thinking about what else we need. Oh, okay. She needs some shoes. But does she need those shoes now? You know. Right. So survival mode, um, which is dysfunctional. But it, it was all a part of this function that I was dealing with, you know. Like you, if, if your heart is healed or you're walking out some stuff and you and you walking in, in wisdom and, and things of that nature, you learn how to spend your money better. You, you, you learn how to manage your money because... You will be able to apply that wisdom healthily. But I wasn't there yet. So it really took me a long time. Like, this is 2019. Honestly, I'm still learning how to get out of survival mode. Okay. So... 
I'm doing a lot better. But over the years of trying to make sure you were okay and your little sister and you were away at school and you know and then I'm you know rationing the money trying to make sure my bills are covered and make sure you had some change while you were at school making sure Jordan was okay yeah I'm I'm I am just now learning after 24 years or more <laughs> how to get out of survival mode and spend my money in a, a healthy way. I think that's something we'll be able to expound on more in the next couple of episodes because I don't think people realize what survival mode even is because it feels so it feels so much like a regular human instinct like i've been struggling this long so like this is the norm for me it's normal for me to struggle so even with money if i mess up if i stay in a struggle it's not really like an alarm to get yourself together it's more so of a this is my pattern this is how i live and i think in order for people to understand the dangers of uh, being comfortable in the struggle or always trying to survive, always being in some form of an emergency, we'll need to define it and, you know, talk about it in a more detailed fashion and then talk about the dangers of it and how to come out of it. Because um, as you just said, it took you 24 years or more. Like, you might have been in survival mode prior to being a mother yeah. in a different way. And then it just became more magnified mm -hmm. when you ended up with a child. Mm -hmm. And then it stretches out even more when you start to see it in your own kids in a way mm -hmm. where they start to demonstrate survival mode. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to be a very good conversation for the next couple of episodes because I think, I think young people need to understand what survival mode is and how you're not really living life fully when you always feel like you're in an emergency absolutely and then it becomes a, a never-ending cycle yeah you know and then when you're not fully um meeting a need then you go into this self-doubt thing and you know am i a good mother you know, I don't want her to experience, you know, uh, lack or I don't want her to experience not having everything she needs. And you, you and then, you know, dealing with your own stuff too. you know, your own just mental capacity, your own frustrations, your own heartaches, you know, and and having to walk them out it's hard you know because I'm just saying not having the um, the good amount of money that adds to the frustration you know mm -hmm. so it becomes like a lonely place after a while it really really does you know you got the this child looking up to you 
you know, and you know, you kind of want to be a hero, you know, in a way. So, and it's just not going to happen. And so, it, it, when you've been limited in your thinking, you know, it shows in your life. It shows in your decision making. It shows um, in every area of your life. It really, really does. Um, and just learning that there's more to life than just surviving. It's more to life than um, my little struggles, you know, or my um, job. And I got to make sure I got $5, you know, it's more to life than that. And I think, you know, um, that's part of what we've been learning lately, right? Um, um, in religion, you know, just keeping keeping you bound um, by your thoughts and keeping you bound by, you know, oh, Father, gone, he going to make it, he going to work it out when you really need to just apply wisdom to your life, you know, uh, and walk it out and live it out, you know. Wisdom is a huge, a huge thing, you know. Um, it'll keep you from just making horrible decisions. But how can you really see wisdom, right, if you are crowded by your own situation? Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one of our prayers for you all is that your mind will become more open and your eyes become more open so that you'll be able to see past what's currently happening. I think if you have an idea or a vision of what's to come or how life can be better, um, you get the hope and the diligence you need to press forward and that's the biggest difference between where we both are now and where we used to be or where other people might be um, feeling stuck and feeling stagnant. It's just the decision to chase after the vision that we had or what God might have shown us regarding our lives and regarding our potential and all of these things. Just the decision to look beyond where we are. You don't you don't always have to struggle. Survival mode isn't the only lifestyle available. Life can be better. So I hope you all were able to benefit from this dialogue and from what was released, what type of wisdom was released, what type of transparency we operated in today. Just that level of honesty. I really hope that you all we're able to benefit and that you get the courage to share your stories as well wherever you are in your healing process um anything you like to leave off with before we go um i just want 
one one mistake I feel like I made is I went through a lot of these things alone, like emotionally alone. And so if you are a single mother, you know, with children, um, don't do it alone. You know, um, find you, get you a one good friend, maybe two, where you can just unload some of those frustrations. Um, and I think what really helped me was that I do have a relationship with God. And so, you know, prayer helped me, you know, walking through a lot of my frustrations um, with, you know, counseling and things of that nature. It it really helped me uh, move forward and release those things and um, not feel weighed down um, so much by my situations. So don't do them alone. Don't do don't do this life alone. Don't carry those burdens of even if it's a a father that's not in it, in the child's life. You know, it can be very very frustrating. Um so, you know, get to a place where you can release um whoever you know the parent is you know if you're a single father if you're a single mother but just get to the place where you can release and forgive that person and move on um it will benefit you and your children in such a great way the biggest thing is to understand that what you choose to do is ultimately bigger then just you is going to affect your children, your children's children, just generations to come. So if you can't gather the courage to do it just for yourself, think about the rest of the generations that will be affected by your decisions. And understand that you are doing them a not even a favor, but you are doing them a great service by getting yourself in order and by deciding to go through the healing and the deliverance you need. That's what matters. So we love you and we pray that you are willing to remain on this journey with us. Okay. (laughs) So farewell to you all until next time. I'm Jay Danae. I'm Mr. B. And we will return to you after our trip to England. Bye. <laughs>